welcome, welcome to episode 126 of Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kylie Wilde, and I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Yo. Say hello. <laughs> um, and we are doing our uh, third installment, third and final installment of the Summer's Game Fest review, uh, which we know you're all excited about. Um, it is actually, you know, the best time of the year if you're a gamer. Um, it's just been weird with the lack of E3 presence. It used but to be called uh... Gamer Christmas, but it doesn't really feel yeah, like Christmas this time around, does it? It feels like grown-up Christmas, which I don't like. <laughs> no, it feels it feels like pandemic Christmas again. Oh gosh, it's even worse. Pandemic adult Christmas. Like ah. 2020 Christmas, where we all had to sit on bloody oh, that Zoom was... calls. That was so oh, depressing. terrible. I hated that. Which... Nah, we won't get into it, but I still hated it. Um, but kind of sums Pete, up my feelings about the uh, showcases, I guess, but we'll go into that. Yes, there you go. But Pete, as always, I like to check in with my random guests and co-hosts and see how their week's been. So Pete, how has your week been? Chaotic. My favourite word in the English language, but go ahead, explain. Uh, well... Uh, some stuff happened that I'm not going to go into too much detail that affects quite a lot personally so uh, right okay so yes yes yeah that's what happened in yeah. the beginning of the week or the middle yeah. of the week sorry and just sort of spiraled out of control after that yeah uh, but Friday I had a few mates over for a barbecue which was really nice and they were work friends so that was pretty cool um Very cool. yeah Saturday just yeah, did nothing, and obviously podcasting today, but yeah, the bright spot on the whole thing was being Shredder's Revenge, let's say, so Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, so we can talk about that if you want to look for a little bit. Yeah, we played that on Thursday um, together, either, mm. um, but Pete also played it on his own because he's reviewing it. Uh, yeah, um, do you want to tell the uh, say the thing you said to me after we finished playing it, if you can remember what it was? This could be <clears throat> a great game, but its online connectivity is crap. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, to say, was that it? <laughs> uh, I was sort of going along the lines of, and uh, now I uh, was something along the lines of, I know now why you complain about bad netcode when it finally comes up people i kid you freaking not <clears throat> the potential for this game first of all <clears throat> if you grew up in the age that pete and i did which is you know we're 90s kids but we're kind of got a foot in the a little tiny toe in the 80s so we we saw a lot of the the cartoons from that you know mm -hmm. stuff and so turtles was huge like it was definitely huge in america from what I hear, it was huge over here. Although it was called Teenage What Mutant Hero, Hero Turtles. Turtles. Ugh. Michelangelo wasn't allowed to have his nunchucks. Stupid which ninja is thing, like bad so over here. It's so dumb. It's so, so dumb. crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but it was huge in America. Like, and again, when I was a kid, cartoons weren't gendered. I don't know where that whole thing has come from. Um, so. All the girls and all the boys love the turtles as much as they loved My Little Pony and uh, DuckTales, you know? It was like, it was all, you know? So, mm -hmm. 
Um, not that that would have stopped me, but uh, Turtles was my absolute favorite. I remember like sitting in school, wanting to get on that bus and get home as soon as I could so I could watch DuckTales and then Turtles. And the, as soon as you start up uh, Shredder's Revenge, it plays the old song. Now it's a new cover, but it's the it's the old intro song. And like, boom, immediately, I was like, back at, you know, eight years old, sitting in front of the, my mom's tiny little TV after school, <laughs> like dying to watch the turtles. It just like, it was such a nostalgia hit. But then Pete and I started to play. Boom, boom, boom. And okay, it, at first it was enjoyable. It was like literally, it's almost as if they threw all of the Turtles games from Nintendo and Super Nintendo into a blender mm -hmm. and came out with this like perfect mix. Like everything interacted the way you expected it to, you know, um, because it's very, very reminiscent. Mostly, I would say its biggest influence, Pete, you correct me if I'm wrong, which is the Turtles Manhattan project or something like that. Uh, I would it? say more Turtles in Time, but you could say a lot of Manhattan okay. Project, but also yeah. the original NES one could also come and to the, yeah. as well. Yeah, because it had like the map with the, the Turtle Mobile going, like the, the original one. Mm -hmm. um, but then it had the Manhattan Project, like side-scrolling with the the Fallen and the, the, the sewers and the pizza slices, but also the Turtle in Time, which also follows that same thing. It was fun, except... <laughs> online it, would, uh, it would not stay connected no it wouldn't and it pete and i would, we were just like going along having some fun being eight-year-olds again having some turtle power and um just whoop, it would disconnect mm -hmm. so and many we, times we'd beat the boss you know we did i think it was bebop first then rocksteady yeah funny because usually it's rock standing bebop but hey um but uh we would beat them and then it would whoop, and we'd have to start over and do it again oh that weird one where we like where the bosses just completely disappeared as well we yeah. were just stuck there went back to the or, map and then went into the level again and they were just falling oh, it was weird and then like at one point pete had the red line across the bottom for the boss to see the mm -hmm. the progress I didn't have one, so I just was like, I don't know if we're making progress or not. And then, of course, it crashed. I mean, um, I could see, but you couldn't. Right, exactly. So, all I'm saying is, it's doc, dot, dot .emu, what is it? .emu. .emu. Um, you and guys do a games. great... Yeah, you guys do a great job, but you gotta work on your netcode. So, mm -hmm. I'm now on Pete's side. Come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a good game it's a great game but I mean, not not like yeah. that I'm not going to obviously go into my full thoughts about it obviously for review purposes I would rather save them for that mm. uh, yeah mean, we are rapid reviews review but it up. won't be a rapid review I no. can guarantee this probably but uh, yeah I think it's really fun uh, I completed it this morning so I finished oh, the story very good. Which is, it's decent but well yeah, I don't it, want to go too more into it. I, I really like yeah. it, though. Uh, Nana says, yeah, from what I know. Now, please understand, Nana's like 20. Uh, from what I know, <laughs> TMNT was real big till around the mid-2000s. Yeah, they did some, like, re... 
imaginings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, and maybe it's that whole, like, if you grow up with it, you're connected to it thing. None of the remakes and redos ever hit home like the original for me. Nah, never quite. Yeah. Never quite um, did it for most people over here. Right. Okay, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And obviously, I couldn't get through the first uh, movie by What's-His-Face. Explody Man. Uh, t- uh, why am I blank? Because <laughs> I called him Explody. Michael Bay. Yes. That's the one, yeah. Got that. Yeah. And um, it just, like, whew. But I still have that original love for it. But yes. That was our weekend. Yay. Well. well. Well, that was Thursday. What about you? What's your week been like? Well, it's been rough. It's been rough. I failed again on my driving test. Uh, this ooh. time, yeah. So. But this time it's because I didn't look out my back window when Ugh. doing a turn in the road. Now, what people need to understand, and I also hit a curb. But another with one. the back. Yeah, another one. Same in, same uh, test examiner, different curb. Uh, but, um, but he would have let that go, I think, had I done the first thing right, mm-hmm. which is an instant fail. Um, people really don't understand. Like, I'm really trying to hit hard, hit it home, that yeah. the UK driving test is not a joke. It's like, it, it, it it's still, I know I talked about this, and I've touched on this, but it's just because I get a lot of questions from our US listeners and stuff. Um, you know, in the U.S., I literally bought a car three days later, took the test, and passed in ten minutes. So, <laughs> you know, this is a completely different world over here. Um, yeah, and so I'm on my third fail, which apparently the average is five. Um, yeah, I'm currently roommates, flatmates, rental person, landlord to someone who passed on their first time. Which is apparently oh, and they very rub rare. it in your face when you do. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. They're like, I don't understand the problem. It's like f off. <laughs> now, to be fair, uh, he had fourteen minors, so so he was close to the mark fifteen. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so that that really got me. And then this next week that's coming up, <clears throat> I want to warn for anyone that does follow me on various social media things, and then on here. It's going to be a rough one for me because even though it sounds exciting, there um, I have a massive giant, and we're talking about massive, leak into my workroom. Oh, God. And destroyed two of my printers. It literally looks like in the first season of Stranger Things when the, under, the, the upside down world starts creeping oh, into yeah, the real yeah. world. It looks like that up the side of the wall. I, that's not me being, like, hyperbolic or anything. No, it literally, it's so gross, and it's got mushrooms and all kinds of stuff. Oh, gross. Yeah, and that happened in, like, a week. And it freaks me out. Like, I don't want to go in there. But anyway, so they have to come gut my bamboozy headquarters, which makes me sad, and my bathroom. Now, the good thing at the end of this is I get a jacuzzi bathtub at the end of this. Yeah. And everyone's made me not promise not to do hot tub streams. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but that's a joke, people. Um, 
If I was to do a hot tub stream, I would be dressed from neck to feet, so. But it would be very boring for you. Um, but anyway, so I have to go through the chaos of that this week, and I am not looking forward to that at all. Hmm, sounds like fun. Not really. I'm terrified, because I've seen pictures of what they do, and, like, I don't know what I thought... I guess I thought they were just going to come in and replace everything with my new stuff and then put tiles down and put tiles on the wall. No. Nope. They take everything down to the bare bones. To the, like, whatever those things are called. The support wall thingy. Yeah. Joyce. That's the word. And that's kind of freaky deaky. So, that'll be interesting. I'll yeah. be play I'll be down here playing lots of Subnautica. If you see me online, say hi. Maybe we can play something together. <laughs> yeah, someone play Destiny with you. Oh, maybe. Maybe I found someone to play with me. Someone Fingers crossed. Someone play Destiny with you. Yeah, I think I found someone. Um, Good. But anyways, that's my crazy week, which is really more about what's happening, not what did happen. But yes. anyway, we're going to move forward. I'm going to drink more wine as Pete talks to us all and sums up for us the last three showcases shoe uh of I mean, the summer's more game but event. i just didn't really have mm. the time to cover them all i'm not gonna lie nothing has stood out for me so there you go i just gave away the game of my part <laughs> yeah you saw what <laughs> you wanted to see and that was all and that was it for me and i should try to hang i really did it's just there's nothing out there's just nothing out that is like sparking my interest yet. No. But anyway, Pete, that leads me over to turning everything over to you. Uh, how, what, just you take it away. <laughs> Great introduction there. I really like it. It's excellent showmanship. Hey. But yeah, we're going to cover the last, what we consider the last three anyway. Uh,. You know, we're covering the Capcom Showcase, the uh, Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Showcase, as well as the Devolver Digital one. Uh, right. I didn't watch the Devolver one. Full disclosure, I'm just going to run through it. I just uh, kind of lost the appeal, really, for me, the Devolver Digital ones from the last I year. So, nah. say that the um, Square Enix one, I think, of, of the three, I think was the bigger one. That's me personally. Um, it had a lot of announcements that I was interested in, but not, not like crazy. Mm-hmm. For me, enough. personally. Uh, Nana says uh, another Devolver. No, not another, just the fact that there was one this year. We haven't covered it yet. Yeah. So, we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll, I guess we'll talk about Capcom first. I guess. That makes sense to me. Plus, it's your your wheelhouse, your Ballywick, as Lou said. Well, yeah. The, so the good thing is, is that these uh, the next couple of showcases were quite short. They're about ten to twelve minutes. Mm. Nice and snappy. So I like that. Uh, so with the Capcom one, they started out by talking about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC. Yeah. We don't play Monster Hunter around these here parts. No. Anyway, I'll go through this as IGN have showcased uh, the the article I'm using as IGN. So they decided to obviously cover Resident Evil in quite a lot of depth because, right? Of course, there's a lot of Resident Evil. 
course. Keeping you awake. No, no, no. You go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so first we're going to talk about Resident Evil 8 uh, Village. Or Resident Evil Village, yeah. sorry. Um, so they've announced a gold, uh, gold edition for for that, which is going to include the new DLC that they also showcased. Uh, which I believe is taught. Uh, the the story is gonna. It's gonna cover I'm Ethan's daughter. Yes, it's from Rose's point of view. To be fair, I'm a bit interested in that. Um, Rose, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, is Ethan's yeah. daughter, which is the main protagonist in the village. Um, she's the baby he's going to try and save, and then she has like oh, I forgot what it's called the mold spores. I forget what they're called. No idea. Yeah, um, she has that in her body, and she's like the most powerful being ever in the body of a like fourteen-year-old teenage girl. So it's kind of cliche, but you know, I'm I'm for it. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that was called Shadows of Rose. That will be out, I believe, okay, right. it October twenty-eighth, which is the same yeah. day as Gold Edition comes out. There's a yeah. bunch of other stuff coming to Resident Evil Village as well, like um. Uh, mercenaries mode is coming back soon as well, I believe. Unless it was already there, but uh, you're going to be able to play as Lady Lady Dimitrescu in that. Yes. Of course. Uh, there's also going to be a new update where you're going to be able to play the whole game in third person mode. Mm. Uh, Can't imagine what that's prepping for. No idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else was there? I think that was it for Village. Um, yep, so there's gonna also the updates, uh, the yeah, the next thing updates for Resident Evil 2 free remakes and Resident Evil 7 are now available on PS5, PS, uh, sorry, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. So then they're out as of now. Uh, Excellent. Resident Evil Reverse, that game that the multiplayer game that everyone kind of forgot was coming. I totally did. Uh, yep, that's officially launching at the same day on October 28th, and we'll, I think, we'll be a part of whoever got it as part of like a premium edition of like oh, Resident Evil right, Free right, right. Re uh, Resident Evil Free Remake mm -hmm. or Resident Evil Village. I'm not sure, I can't remember. I think it was the Resident Evil Remake. Yeah, correctly. Um, and then the last stuff for the Resident Evil. Uh, part of the showcase was that Resident Evil 4 uh, remake was shown mm -hmm. there, it was basically the same trailer that we'd already seen uh, as well as yeah. a little bit of gameplay, the tiniest amount and yeah it's Resident Evil 4 remake yeah <laughs> the truest statement ever Pete it's very accurate it's the Resident 4 Resident 4? Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake yeah, um, you see Leon walking for a few seconds, yeah. and that's it. Cool. That's Brilliant. it. Yep. I do think that people are going to like it. Um, Resident Evil 4, for me, now again, this is just me. Um, its biggest hang-up was it was a product of its time. So the mm -hmm. tank controls and the camera and all that, for me, were very hampering. So I'm very looking forward to this. Oh, I'll play it, but I'll made made my opinions very much heard on the first yeah. uh, edition of these series of podcasts. Obviously, that I much prefer the original. I do yes. So yes. I I really like it. I think it still holds up. I think people should play it, but 
Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it to a certain degree to obviously see what they do with it. It'll be great to see. Uh, hey. Uh, might as well gloss over the Street Fighter 6 stuff because there was basically just a trailer <laughs> shown there, which was the Guile trailer. And basically saying there's not going to be much, they're going to be silent for a, a little bit now just to work on development. Uh, one thing. Oh. One thing about about Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. There is a huge debate. It actually started, and you might have seen this on Twitter, and it actually started with April O'Neil from the Turtles. Um, it was dumb and it was stupid, but it led into a Chun-Li discussion. And about the graphic style of the new Street Fighter VI. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows I've gone on record in other podcasts for being very pro, pro-boob, pro we shall say. <laughs> and Which is actually what I am, is I don't think that <clears throat> the sexuality of women should be hidden. You know, we're very sexual beings and we should maintain that. They were talking about how Chun-Li has been desexualized and everything. And I'm sorry. I think Chun-Li looks probably the best she has looked in decades. Mm. I lo- Now, I mean, I love the original design. Don't get me wrong. I love the cute anime manga face and all that kind of stuff. But this latest Street Fighter Six, I think she looks amazing. I think they've done a wonderful job. And they should have all the credit in the world for what they've done. Yeah, I think... The problem is, is that most people are just seeing this from the trailers. They mm-hmm. need to remember that this is going to change over time. Like things might improve. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of her look when I first saw it, but now I've been watching a lot of gameplay I mean, videos. Like it looks absolutely great in motion. Yeah, like I, I agree with you there, Pete. When I very first saw, like just a still image, I was like, oh, you might. My, my alarms mm. went up and went, oh. They're they're taking away all of her femininity and all of her you know sexualness yeah. and stuff. And then I saw the gameplay. I was like, no, they're not. They're actually enhancing it, but in a very like mature, grown up way. Yeah, if that makes sense. I agree. You know, I just and I, like, I really like it. I just really like the redesigns of the new characters mm-hmm. that are going to come and see what what they are like in motion as well. Yep, yeah, I do too. Um, I have to admit, being put off at first, but. After seeing them in motion, no, I get it. I get it. Guile looks great. Um, yeah. It just, I, I do. I, I like it. I do. Mm. But yeah, I think the next time we'll see something maybe at, um, at Evo in August, beginning mm-hmm. of August. So that makes sense. Yeah. Possibly see something there. Um, uh, Nana did say that they have classic alts they can use, so it will be fine. There you go. So, yeah, there you go. No, no worries there. Uh, one of the bigger things that they showed at this showcase is actually Exo Primal gameplay. Okay. Exactly. Wait, right. waiting for the moment where you go, what game was that? I was like, I have not heard of Exo in a very, very long time. So Exo Primal is new to me. Exo <laughs> uh, Primal was a game that was shown that was sort of baited, possibly Dino Crisis, but wasn't Dino Crisis. Like, I, I yeah, I'm aware of, yeah, Exo. Yeah. Uh, it's coming um, out this uh, sorry next year, but there's also there's going to be a closed network test before it's launched. Right? Um, How did it look? Because I would love the. Oh, okay. Uh, I would love. There's two games I would love to have a modern adaptation of, which is Dino Crisis and Turok. I just yeah. give me some Dino games. Dino games. Yeah. So right. it's not what it's not the kind of game that you think it is as well, which is weird. Right, okay. So, uh, 
the reason why I say I think it looks rough because frame rate wise it looks pretty oh, rough. Oh right, right. It looks right. quite early to be honest. So right. I think it was the sort of thing they had to sort of show something, but yeah, it just yeah, didn't quite do it for me. So mm. this is a PvPVE game. So two t two right. squads of five are going to go into an area, and one, I think the target is to take down dinosaurs. And then yeah. a mega dinosaur will end up coming into play at one point, and then your squads will end up coming against each yeah. other to see who can take down the uh, the big friends. enemy. Sort Five of, friends, that sounds fun. Yeah, the sort of... So, imagine futuristic monster hunter with dinosaurs. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Except it's multiplayer, where you can take go against teams of hunters. Yeah, see, if I had friends, that would be very appealing to me. Yeah. But I'm a solo player. Uh, yes, me too, mostly as well. And yeah, yeah, it didn't really float my boat too much, if I'm honest. Kind of, right. kind of dull. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, and the final thing that was uh, was in this. So I want to go into a bit of a thing about this because this was strange, very, right, very okay. strange. So they showcased something to do with Dragon's Dogma, a 10th anniversary yes. live stream. Yes. On a live stream, like, on a webinar. They were like, yeah, yeah, come back in a couple of days and we're going to talk about Dragon's Dogma and the development of the game over the 10-year period. And Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, now, go on. Well, I was just going to say for our audience at home and abroad... <laughs> Dragon Do Dragon's Dogma is a funny, funny game in that it was made as a kind of Dragon Age killer, mm -hmm. but for me, it was so bad, it was hilarious. <laughs> now, I thought, I thought, okay, so a few other people shared my, my sentiments as well, that it's just so bad. So I gave it to someone, I gifted a brand new copy to someone for their birthday as a kind of joke, as a cheeky tongue-in-cheek joke. Haha, ha, you're going yeah. to hate this terrible game because it's clearly not Dragon Age. Okay. They turned out to love it. So, my point being, people who love Dragon's Dogma love Dragon's Dogma. Like, Yeah, they're obsessive it. about it. Yes. So, the reactions to all of this Again, my personal reaction. <laughs> but they are like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh my gosh, did you watch it? And it's like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like there's a huge joke I haven't been let in on yet, if that yeah. makes sense. Anyway. So yeah, this was, so the Capcom showcase was after we recorded on that Monday night. Yes. And yeah, it was to say to come back a few days later on the Thursday. Now they had a bit of a problem with this because this showcase was at the exact same time as the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase. Which so you know than, is the bigger. Yeah, bigger so game. rather than using the showcase that they had there to actually just give them a little bit of time to discuss it, they just was like, eh, here you go, another thing that you can do. Sorry, go and say that again, sorry. Oh, well, this is the thing. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. <laughs> <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
No, the crazy bit about that is, like, to you and me, Pete, that's insane. Because, yeah, it's weird. It's insane. Obviously, Final Fantasy is the bigger two. But the I'm not kidding when I say the dragons dogma people that I follow and are friends with in real life. Absolutely flipping nuts over this. It's mm-hmm. the greatest thing to size split. Oh, they really knocked it out of the park on this one. I was like, Oh yeah. But the showcase itself I didn't watch. Obviously. I'm not into Dragon's Dogma. Well, apparently it's the best thing that ever happened. Whatever. So. But yeah, they left it until the very end, obviously, to reveal mm-hmm. that they're doing Dragon's Dogma too. Yes. Cool. Which should have done it in the live stream. Yeah. I mean and yeah, to be for, fair, Dragon's Dogma is very niche. I do understand that. That's what Nana has, has yeah. said in chat. and But it's so funny to me. Like, I can't get over the idea that this game that I think is... Now, uh, Nana also mentioned Deadly Premonitions. Now, I love Deadly Premonitions. It's so bad. It's intentionally bad. Yeah. Uh, the guy that made it is known for that kind of stuff. But Dragon's Dogma was serious. And they really... Okay, I'm getting the giggles again. Go watch funny videos of Dragon's Dogma if you don't believe me. Anyway, um, it was meant to be a serious competitor to Dragon Age. There's nothing serious about it. It's... it's, I mean, I'm not disparaging anyone because the people that love it really do love it. I'm just sitting here going, what? (laughs) But you know what? When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, the fans are happy. And that, to me, that's everything. That is everything. When you make your fan base happy, and they are really happy. Like I said, I I have mutual friends, and I have online friends, and they are all sharing the same sentiment of this was the greatest thing that has ever happened. So, you know what? They pulled it off. They did what they were supposed to do. And that's awesome. It should be applauded. I agree. <sighs> so yeah, that basically sums up the whole Capcom showcase. It was okay. Yeah. It was I get that impression. By the numbers, I guess. It was just oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll move on to the uh Final Fantasy seven twenty fifth anniversary showcase. Oh goodness, here we go. This wasn't just a showcase to go, yes, twenty fifth anniversary. Wee. Uh, no, they actually announced some stuff, which was pretty kind of cool. I was saying they announced quite a bit. To be fair, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, oh wow, that's difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're F cubed, uh, <laughs> you probably enjoyed this um, because it was like you were feasting that night. Oh yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, it was a ten. 12 minute showcase I can't remember how long it was but yeah it was stuff for, it, was, it was a yeah. lot of stuff so Look. first of all they revealed that um, the Final Fantasy 7 remake Integrate is coming to Steam on the 17th so yeah it's already out now oh right today is is that day today is yeah. the night they also <laughs> revealed that it's uh, compatible with Steam Deck so very good Pete did you know it's been one year since we did our E3 show Yes. It's been exactly one year. That's yes. amazing. Go watch mm-hmm. that show too, people. It was really fun. Anyway, yeah. Nana was on it. Yes. Yes, he was. 
Aww. Aww, now I'm all nostalgia y. Anyway, go ahead, Peter. Uh, ne <laughs> uh, next up, they talked about um, uh, Final Fantasy First Soldier, I think it's called, which is a mobile game. Uh, it's like yep. a new update for it. No, not really that interested, to be honest. Um, I can't remember the name of their other mobile game that they showed, but it's basically a pseudo remake of Final Fantasy VII. But it also includes all the other games as well. So it also includes like Dirgis Cerberus, um, uh, 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 playable versions of Advent Children's events, and all this and Crisis Core. But Crisis Core, uh, that was it. I couldn't um, think. But yeah, that's coming oh. at the, uh, into beta at the end of this year, I believe. Yeah, I'm might... actually looking forward to that. Yeah, it looks alright. I might might pick that up, actually. It might be quite decent. Uh, didn't want to be reminded that Dirge of Cerberus was even a thing, but... But see, I like Dirge of Cerberus. It's the first time I ever knew you could do a full game that wasn't a sequel and wasn't a DLC. Mm-hmm. Okay, Which is so... what... Yeah. Oh. Uh... Well, that's what Fallout New Vegas is, and um, it was very confusing when it came out uh, because it also was not a sequel, but not DLC. But you know what I'm saying. So it was a new yeah. era. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I think at this point, I was sort of bored of a lot of the Final Fantasy VII like side lore stuff. I was like, all right, it's coming thick and fast, and like slow down. Just, yeah. Now nah, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> Surge of Cerberus probably just came at the wrong time. I may have to go back and play it again, but... Eh. Well, it um, is very lore-heavy. That's the whole whole thing. So, I mean, yeah. it, it depends on your level of if you like lore or not. And obviously, back then, oh my gosh, me and Final yeah. Fantasy VII lore. Oh, I had... Oh, I had this beautiful copy of the Final Fantasy VII walkthrough. Yep. I was, like, obsessed with the lore. Because this was back before... See... You people don't know. <laughs> this is back before Wikipedia and Game Facts and all of that stuff. You had to go buy strategy guides if you wanted any kind of like lore or anything. And then they also wrote novels. So even on like Mist, you have any recollection of that game? Mist put out fictional books, novels based on their world coolest thing ever they were like leather bound with these uh live edge pieces and of manuscript oh they were so cool anyway that all happened before wikis and stuff like that it was a beautiful time to be alive <laughs> yeah it was kind of a cool time but yeah do not miss strategy guides if i'm honest i think strategy guides were awesome but like yeah, I don't miss the days of having to go and buy one to get through a game. Oh, they were always so expensive. Yeah. So expensive. But they did have full-color artwork. It was the plastic-coated yeah, pages. For that yeah, like, they were great. But, yeah, Pete's not wrong. They were very expensive. And then they started doing, like, special editions and hardback-bound copies. And it's like, why it's would you have a hardback-bound? Yeah, yeah, it went it went too far. So thank goodness yeah. wikis did come along. <laughs> anyway, uh, this one was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Crisis Core is getting a remaster. Uh, remaster? People... Remake? Who the hell knows at this point? I don't know. People went nuts. Now, first-hand person knowledge. I don't know how to say that. Um, 
But I, I have a person, a um, intern that works for me. Very little nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, were very thrilled that Crisis Core was getting a remake, but were very, very disappointed in the voice acting for Zack. Which I say yeah, that I for think. our audience. Yeah, yeah. I... So apparently that is something that is shared among the fans of that. Yeah. Now, again, I like Crisis Core just for the lore. None of that rhymes. But um, I'm not so attached to it that the voice actor was disappointing. You know, I mean, his voice could have been lower, but, you know. <laughs> but, um, so now it's clarified. Still it said, uh, it's a remaster according to Square. Play uh, I've played it. It's pretty decent. Can't wait to see the remaster. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. Again, it is, it's, it's if you like the lore of the Final Fantasy VII world. Hmm. I, yeah. I haven't played it because I didn't own a PSP at the time, so this might be a chance mm-hmm. to give it a try. I did see my mate playing it, so I'll have a look. Uh, yeah, that's coming to PS5, Series X, PC, <clears throat> uh, well, Series console, sorry, <gasps> PC, and Switch. I have to address what Nana just said. Nana I was so happy sitting Gactus back as Genesis. Well, I forgot until you just mentioned it. I was so happy to hear that. For people who don't know, Okay, so Gact was like the first, like you hear about K-pop now. Gact was the J-pop. See, when I was a teenager, it was J-pop that was popular. Well, I say popular, us outcasts, us different people, we were into J-pop. And Gact was like, oh, he was like this beautiful creature, this beautiful ephemeral creature from another world uh japanese pop star um and so i was thrilled at the announcement that he's back voicing this (laughs) but we are in like poor pete we are in like super ultra nerdy territory when it comes to that but i was i was happy about that (laughs) yeah okay but they they closed out the show with no nobody was surprised not that surprise really uh final fantasy 7 remake part 2 which has now been yeah. named so yes. final fantasy 7 rebirth ominous yes <laughs> but there was a pseudo gameplay show but also cinematics and stuff like that so yeah uh, story's going some places by the looks of it uh, there, I... was a, there was a moment in the trailer where you're walking through Nibelheim with Sephiroth as, you know, older Cloud. Weird. I. It's going to places. I, I mean, it, it's definitely going to places. Pete is is absolutely correct. Um, it's it's weird. If you were original fans, as as Pete and I were of the original Final Fantasy VII, we're talking about the bare bones original. Things have gotten strange. <laughs> oh, very strange. I mean, remake part one was very strange. And I would say not just the remake. I would say the introduction of Cloud and Sephiroth and um, uh, Kingdom Hearts even. Mm. Uh, because that came out at a time where I was obsessed with Cloud. Like, absolutely obsessed. Like, my first boyfriend looked like Cloud. Um, I picked him because he looked like Cloud. <laughs> And then Kingdom Hearts came out, and I was, like, trying to grasp any kind of lore I could from Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. you know, to add to the, the cloud stuff. But here we are, what, 100 years later, 
56 years later. And the lore has gotten a little later. bit. 84 years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> it is really hard to follow where they've gone with these characters. I don't really want to get into it because we don't. We need to have a, um, a Final Fantasy cast um, right, we need, about it. We need to it. have a episode at least about it. Like, yeah, but it we, is. We could it cover is... it in full detail alone. Oh, we this. could. Yeah, um, but it is. It is weird to see where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let it be known. It's so. It's they also revealed that it's part of a three-part series. Uh -huh. So, yeah. But we kind of knew that. That was kind of bandied no, about. Well, it was speculated. Nobody yeah, knew how it was long speculated. it was going to go on for, but now they've officially confirmed that it will be free games. This I mean, what they, they said is due out next winter. Like, who knows exactly yeah. when. It's very vague. I, I yeah. don't understand why it's taking so long. Um, uh, I mean, the product know. that comes out is quite good. Okay, now, Pete, you tell me. Now... Full disclosure, Pete has played the entire uh, first one. I played Remake. I... So yeah, it's called Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake now. You don't call it Part 1, Part 2. It's Remake, Rebirth, and then whatever the third game's going to be called. Well, Pete has played the entire Remake. I played through half of it. Now, it was beautiful. It was stunning and brave and beautiful. Um, I can't fault it at all for that. But I felt this weird kind of disconnect from it. Pete, did you feel any of that, or was it right on par for you? I know we've talked about this, but uh, we'll just rehash it for no, fans. No, I, I don't think I had that much of a disconnect with it. Like I, I thought it was interesting enough to be called a remake because they went in a completely different direction. They did. They really um, did. Remake is a bit of a bait and switch, unfortunately, because it's not like true one-to-one -one remaking. But they were, you know, I quite like some of the directions they went with. Yeah. Some of the stuff at the end might have been a little bit grasping at straws, but it does open up the really interesting possibility for the next three parts because from what it looks like in this trailer is it opens up the fact that... Uh, I don't care spoilers at this point because it's three years old, so uh, it's Day. opening up the Advent Children part... Uh, not the Advent Children, the Crisis Core path, the original path, and this pseudo-future path that they're creating. Yeah. All three could be merging together in some some way so i'll be interested to see where it goes and i've seen this interesting debate going on online now like we think that a, char a character will have to die kind of like Aerith did so who's right. it gonna be this time around because it won't be Aerith. what's his face Baron. Um, with the... yeah thank you Barrett. maybe uh people are speculating it could be tifa i i don't think they would kill tifa I think they'd do it. <laughs> I mean, I think they'd do it, totally. I think they'd um, do it. But I think, narratively, I think it's going to be Barrett. Barrett. Ugh. I but, mean, it could um, be anyone, narratively speaking. It really could. I mean, it could be Kate Sith. <laughs> oh, no. It be. The only one it probably wouldn't <laughs> be is Yuffie, unless they obviously, you know... Well, it could be. Change that Did story you know? a little bit with because uh, I haven't played um, Integrate yet. The uh, the yeah the new part. So, do you know that Kate Sith was a uh, based on an Irish folk oh, really? folklore? Uh, yeah, okay. that blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cool. A little trivia. Yeah, 
for our audience. But anyway, swiftly moving on. Yeah, so just to summarize, I think, not a bad showcase, actually. I I wasn't expecting nearly anything, and I got quite a lot that I was more interested in now, so cool. Absolutely, cool. yeah. Right, let's talk finally about the Devolver Showcase, because this one occurred, I can't remember exactly when, after Summer Games <laughs> Fest, it might be in a day or so. It was in between that and the Microsoft Showcase, so some when. Right, the Volver showcase has sort of dwindled for me a little bit over the last year, so I wasn't as interested in watching this one, so I just I just checked you, out to see what was announced. Like, I totally get that, because with Devolver, who I love their quirkiness, mm. but it, believe it or not, randomness and quirkiness can become predictable, believe it or not, and yeah. kind of quote-unquote samey. I I fear they're falling into that. Yeah, me too. It's like um, the quirkiness has become like a routine now. Right. Once quirky becomes routine, it's no longer quirky. No. Right, so this one um, wasn't very long again. There wasn't too much to it. So That's what uh, she said. They, they showed off a few games, obviously. Some that are coming out this year or some that have just been revealed. Yeah. So. Uh, first, they spoke about Cult of the Lamb. So this is yeah. This is the uh, interesting roguelike game that's. Uh, I think that. you have followers, don't you? Like it mm -hmm. looks kind of cool. Like, I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Um, it was at WASD, but I didn't get a chance to play it, so that's unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, uh, and Switch on August 11th. So, cool. Uh, next up was Angerfoot. We saw this before, I believe. So uh, this is a 3D Hotline Miami, as it was uh -huh. described by most. Uh, looks interesting. It's coming to PC in 2023. Right. Uh, I not nothing against Hotline Miami. I love the music in it, but mm. it's just not my it's just my style. Now, okay, I want to talk about this particular game a little bit, but not too much for a reason okay. and i'll explain that reason in a moment so this is a game they revealed called the plucky squire right um, so this is a bit of a strange game so i can only i don't know if you've seen this yet uh did you play a link between worlds oh on the free yes I did. Where, where you obviously oh, yes. have the top down zelda style and then you can obviously mm -hmm. go into walls and stuff like that Heck so, yeah. imagine the f a, a part of the trailer is literally you're going for a book and it is just a quirky standard platformer. And then by think... the end of the trailer something happens, but that is all I'm going to say. And it completely huh? ca completely changes the game. Ooh. Now you have so me So this is the reason why I don't want to describe it because it is so interesting and so unexpected that you should see it for yourself oh, there you go audience there's a teaser for you automatic interest from seeing this one so yeah it's oh. coming to switch next year uh switch pc ps5 series uh next year sorry to be vague you'd much rather get that reveal yourself trust me <laughs> well there uh, you go okay next up they had a game called skate story which is basically just like a Tony Hawk game, just with skate, is, uh, yeah, skateboarding game. But, 
I guess uh, I got excited and was hoping it was about actual skates. Uh, yeah, I kind of did as well, but I We have know. Roller Dome or whatever it's called for that. Roller Drome. Roller Drome. That looks cool, Never though. Don't, don't, it looks don't hate on very it. cool. Oh, no, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah, so now you know why I got excited about it, because it actually does look interesting, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and that was it. That was literally it. That's... <sighs> okay, Pete. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I talk about what in particular? Well, do you think with the uh, devolved... Ha-ha! Devolved uh... or devolved? Yeah, E3. Um, are we getting companies best? Or are they feeling the I don't have to put out my absolute best because it's not E3? Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to say, really, because um, it, I think this year has been a lot better it, than last because... Yeah, Capcom's last year was absolutely appalling. Uh, I think Square was. Enix was also absolutely appalling as well. The yeah. was was pretty good as per usual. I and Summer Games Fest uh, this year was probably just as bad as last year's. So, I mean, I suppose this year, like the only good thing that they did was the sort of pseudo in-person event stuff as well. So we obviously we didn't get to go there, but a few people did and. Yeah, having been able to play certain games probably helped with that experience. I know there's been a lot of footage from Street Fighter Six coming out because of it, so that helps. But I don't know. Well, I have to say because E3 is supposedly at this point in time returning next year into in-person events, yeah. as is uh, Jeff has said he's trying to get Summer Games Fest as in-person. I have to admit now I am I'm not a social um completely which means you know like uh, you don't like people and stuff like that yeah. but a lot of people can be overwhelming for me but a lot of people congregated in one space but having said that there's something about game reveals that have an audience with them that makes it feel like you're part of something even if you're watching it on you know on the tubes and the intertubes um do you feel that way as well, Pete? Sorry, say that again. Do you feel like more excitement when there's an audience in the reveal trailers as opposed to how we're getting it now? Well, how it used to be, like a E3, yeah. where you'd have the press conferences in person. Yeah, and people would cheer and go crazy and stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. Um <sighs> I do think having a presence there in person definitely does help and I think that's what um, E3 are talking about doing like mm -hmm. next they year obviously next they're year. having like yep. a digital and in person presence mm -hmm. as well as uh -huh. uh, Jeff Sheely's like Game Fest like or Game Mess yes. or whatever you want to bloody call it like, <laughs> either way it's either is apt um, I'm not going to say that E3 is fantastic because E3 has been dwindling a lot over the last few years anyway and my interest within it has been fading for the for a long time but I'm just I'm not sure these are necessary anymore I, I'm really not because people can just put stuff out as and when they please nowadays and you still have big in-person events like Gamescom and 
the Game Awards, as much as it pains me to say yes. it. But there is still a, a still a there could still be a gap with it. And if E three comes back next year and is actually a good show, and sort of rekindles some of the magic of what it had before, I might be having a different conversation. But at the moment, it doesn't feel necessary to me. And this is the second or third year in a row where it hasn't felt necessary to me. I I reluctantly agree with you um, because I mean here's the thing here's um, they put out the the trailers and everything and they get our hopes all up and we're all like ah, you know ready for it and then they as in the publishers and the developers cancel the games yep or not just cancel, they postpone the games. So what is this really doing at this point? You know, um, and I think that's where we're at this point. Now, I do want to see what happens next year when Summer's Game Fest and E3 go up head to head. That will be interesting. That will be, yeah. We kind of got a little snippet of that last year, as we talked about on our episode last year. Go watch it. Um <laughs> But um, I want to see it, like, full-fledged. Like, who's going to come out on top? Are we going to get the same trailers? Uh, is there anything new? Is there any advantage to any of this? Because, as I said, we keep going back to, yeah, we're getting all these cool reveal trailers. I mean, holy crap, last year, uh, seeing Starfield's teaser trailer, I was all hyped and everything. And then Todd Howard comes out... <clears throat> few months ago and says oh 11 11 that's the day and then has now come out and said mm, it's not happening this year you know yeah. and it's like what was the was was there a point did something get accomplished through all that and i don't think it did it's like the fable uh teaser i'm just gonna call it fable because i think they're doing a reboot it's a reboot that... i believe yeah, so that fable teaser trailer of just eating, like, the frog eating the fairy, it's like, okay, that was a year ago? It feels like two years ago? Nothing since. Like, nothing since. Mm. What was the point? Yeah, you know? I, will, I mean, that's where I will give props to Microsoft this year, obviously, if we're talking in whole about the whole of the yes. this period that we've covered three episodes on now. Yeah. Um, Microsoft did it a lot better with actually showing gameplay, showing stuff that's coming out in the next 12 months. It was a lot more focused in that respect. And it was, it definitely was something that recaptured a lot more of the magic of the older E3s, because that's exactly what the old trade show used to be. If you like, and I know people forget that is that, and people like me and you will remember that because we're old. Oh, yes. Do you remember back in the nineties? <laughs> that's what they were. They were called trade shows. They were that, called trade shows, and, and they had booth the, girls. Oh, and they they had all the boring <laughs> financial stuff. Oh, it was. Crap. Oh my gosh! And I, Sony was the worst for it. Like oh hours of God. boring yeah, finance. It's like what? But somewhere in the middle of that, they <laughs> they, they managed to cut to have a little bit of the financial stuff, just as obviously, like. It was it was a dick waving contest between all three of the big the big three. It was. it was just like look how many we're selling and all that. It was fine, but like and then they they obviously moved on to showing games and trailers and new yeah. hardware and all that sort of stuff. Oh, Since that's then, so I exciting! Saw, I saw they sort of forgotten where they were, and this this Microsoft presentation was a lot more focused, being in the digital age, and that was the better thing about it. 
I think a lot more of these presentations this year were more focused. It was a bit better in that respect. It's just you didn't have a Sony presence quite like you did with Microsoft because Sony's was right. like 30, 40 minutes. Nintendo yeah. still haven't been there with Direct, so... No, it's, um, it's... Yeah, it's a bit strange. It's weird. Um, I will say this as we kind of wrap it up. Um, uh, Microsoft Bethesda um, had a more presentation feel. It was more refined. It was more excitement. Now, I mean, I know, like, I still stand by my C+. Um, I know you gave it a B plus, and then uh, Karen gave it like I don't know triple A or whatever, because uh, he's a fanboy. Um, yeah. But so than you. Yeah, apparently. Uh, well, he was wearing a Microsoft shirt, so we'll give. That's him that. true. I'll need to make. I'm gonna make my own when my thing gets refixed. And hookers. And hookers. Um, but what um, I was thinking was that, yeah, okay, of everything I've watched this year, of course, Microsoft still is number one for me um, because I am a fangirl. But I also feel that their presentation was the best, whereas Sony's, although I think, Pete, you said it was the best Sony showcase there's been. Oh, it's, it's the best state of play that I've had in state a play, very so, long time, know. I think. I still didn't feel, like, it was good. I, but I still didn't feel like it was was like gaming Christmas, gamer Christmas. You know, Does that makes sense. No, there was no yeah. ten minute showcase like showing off the, like their next big game, like or yeah, you know, moving from hallway to hallway. Like I know it's a joke yeah. at this point, like moving from it different is, venues, but but, but I that like was that. more exciting than like just a bunch of webinars. I have to admit, I can't believe I I person who does not like to be in crowds unless i am on stage uh i think i just miss that feeling of everyone being in a giant building and the crowds and the energy going wild going wild Even I, if they are paid shills like a bethesda's they usually are uh, yeah i think one year i think it was bethesda paid their front row with beer the whooping I believe. yeah 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 and uh, I love that. Like, at first I was like, oh, oh, how no, dare it, Now you it's become what? a meme. It is funny. But yeah, just, like, at the time, it was cringe as hell. It was. But now I'm just like, give me that back. Give me those. <clears throat> just, oh, I remember, remember Pete, the, oh, when the, like, super nerdy that, or that's my people, is the super nerds. Um, and they would release their videos of them reacting to, like, Nintendo reveals yep, yep. or... Oh, and they... Most of them are cringe as hell. Care? I was just I like, know, I, I can't understand. No, I mean... They are. They were totally cringe. It's me and Goat Simulator cringe level. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh... Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, for me, but... like, the best E3 moments were not, like, the people reacting to them. Were just the things that would happen on stage during these various <laughs> press conferences, the weird yeah. sort of stuff, like um, Miyamoto coming out and playing Wii music. Like, that was, <laughs> what the hell? Like, the technical issues they used to have and stuff like that. I miss that kind of stuff. Yeah, when they, like, I, I hate to use the word because the word has now become synonymous with certain kind of people online, but that edgy nonsense that they used to have, like... Oh, it... <laughs> We've talked before on this show that how they tried, and this is what's hilarious. Okay, first of all, we're all gamers. 
and the people who develop games and produce games are gamers now nowadays yeah. so these shows are put on by gamers for gamers but they are trying to be like the cool popular jock guy yeah so for a while there it was super like edgy like we're gaming's not nerdy we're like so cool and it was going back and looking at that stuff it is so cringe worthy but like the good cringe it's like dude you were never cool <laughs> Never empty. That, that, E3, <laughs> that E3 when Nintendo was like all puppets was just hilarious. Oh my gosh, so, such a bad so idea, good. but it's so good to watch again because it's so bad. Reggie as a puppet is amazing. It's just <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, oh, did you ever see that video? I did not see this until recently of Reggie and um, Jeff uh, Keeley. Mm. They're together, like doing a Nintendo reveal. Oh, yeah, I and, think I might have seen. Yeah, Reggie just like, I don't think he likes Jeff too much. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> or he just bullies him. I don't know. Maybe he just likes probably, to bully probably him. Probably a bit of both. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. And it's very yeah. wholesome. It's not it's not bad. Um, but it's funny. But I miss all of that. Like, I do. I miss the super nerdy stuff. Me I too. do. Yeah. That's our that's tribe. What that's our and people. E3 need to do again. As they need mm -hmm. the quirky stuff back again and just Absolutely. They need to make an impact again, not make it a corporatized show. Yeah. Actually make it for the gamers again. Exactly. Because we don't need exactly it refined. That's exactly what Devolve were doing. They were just taking mm -hmm. the piss out of the industry and like yeah. now that even that's become formulaic. Yeah, and that's the thing like we don't need it refined. We don't need it perfection. We don't need it No, we just need Gamers for gamers, you know, that's it. <laughs> that just sounds like a, you know, personal ad. Gamer for gamer. Uh, but but I, I mean it, like, honestly. Just be gamers, develop a show for gamers, and we will flip and love it. We will yep. eat it up. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to the return. Um, and maybe so. one day I'll get to go. Plus, I heard that the Chicken Tendos are really good at E3. Well, Nana said whilst we were talking about Sony, he said, Sony, I think, uh, just want to have that July showcase. Like, they want to have the month themselves. Yeah, I think that's ah. true. But, yeah, that's, well, that's the thing. That's another thing that is actually a good point with E3 particularly, and I hope that the Summer Games Fest kind of continues this, is that everyone had a slot that was dedicated to them. Remember when they released the E3 schedule? Yeah, and that was always yeah, the hype because then you could see who it was, was going when. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and it was like, oh, you know, oh, Sony only has two hours, but Microsoft has three. Ooh, you no, know, it's it like ne It was drama. never like that. It was always the other way around. It was like, actually, Microsoft had an hour and a half and Sony had two. <laughs> it was always this, like, drama in the background. It was the very, very cool. For me, for Sony, was like, I was more interested in Sony's than Microsoft's at the time. <laughs> And Sony's was always late at night. It was like 2 a.m. Always. Like, Good yep. God. Yep. Just give me it, the show at a decent time. Never failed. Sony was always at the, the yeah, the early morning hours. But I, I'd have to stay off Twitter that morning just before <laughs> I could watch everything. And I was, I was trying to do that before work. It was never a good idea. It's weird because, like, as we're talking about this, you know, I remember the things about E3 specifically that I didn't like. But... I'm so nostalgic for that world again. I'd be happy for it. I want the 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 uh, Xbox Connect to totally mess up on stage. <laughs> I want 
all of that. I, yeah, Thank I want to see that weird Peter Molyneux game again, you know. <laughs> Whatever that I'd like was. To just see, I'd like to just see Peter Molyneux again. Oh, no. You I know? Don't. No, no. Oh, he's, no. So, he's so out there, people. Just, just You no. don't know. He's out no, there. No, the industry is a better and place Pitchford. without Molyneux. Let's get some Molyneux and Pitchford up on stage. <laughs> What, the crazy. what is this? The, the the most lying, like molesty show that we're gonna get. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Pitchford up there doing magic tricks. <laughs> no, it's Pitchford just being a sexual predator. And oh, Molyneux just lying about what he's seen. Yeah. It's like I've made the best game. You're totally gonna be actually God and be able to create everything and blah blah And it will never exist. It will never exist. Molyneux is the best salesman ever. I mean, yeah, he sold clearly. me on Fable. That's sold, that's why sold I got everyone Fable. Everyone on every project he's ever worked on. Okay, I kid you not. I, probably 2015, I think. Um, he did a mobile game. I couldn't tell you the name of it now. I can't remember it now. What he did three of them, but this particular one stood out to me because it was like about island exploration and you yeah. know I like all those kind of buildy games. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went and downloaded it immediately. Yeah, it, it was, was just like, it was shy. The the servers were so overfilled. Yeah. You know, and finally I got in to play it, and it was just complete shy. It was like, what? Yeah. Why? So and I was terrible. like, I was like, you fell for this again. You you know how he is, and you still fell for it. <laughs> yeah, every time. Ah. I gave up with Fable, the first one. I like, okay, so Fable was a disappointment. Yes, if you live through that time, you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, Fable as a game independently, not a disappointment, but as what we were sold, we were yeah. sold a false bill of goods. So Fable is a good game. Fable 2, great, I loved it. And then no. it just went. Fable 3. It was like, I know what they were trying to do. Because you had to get the... Did you play Fable 3? Yeah, briefly. Yeah. It it was different. It was different. Um, yeah. It, it, that's really all I can say about it. God, I feel terrible. Yeah, but I'd rather not talk about it. Let's end, let's end the show because we're rambling about I think about we should end the now. show. Yeah, we are rambling about crap. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was a very good wrap up. I uh, appreciate all of you guys tuning in, whether it's via twitch.tv forward slash record reviews or via our podcast, which is now available to like everyone everywhere. Pete, did we ever explain that? that... Uh, we did kind of, okay. um, I think <laughs> so we, we anyway, we changed provider. So we're now actually, you can't really find us on SoundCloud, which yeah, we didn't want to be associated with SoundCloud rappers. So, yeah. You know, we sort of hightailed it off there. Uh, we're now actually... Upgraded. We're now basically on, on what's called Anchor. So I think it's anchor.fm and forward slash rapid reviews radio. Like, I think it is anyway. But if not, then just search that uh, on Google. But yeah, it should be it should be available via, via redirecting all the same places anyway. So you should still be able to find the newest episodes there. They just may take a day longer to come through on your preferred podcast player because of a redirect being silly. But I don't know. Uh, but it's always to there on YouTube, that. so you can just find the video oh, versions on the YouTube on the YouTube channel, which will be linked in the description. 
Now, I'm not gonna lie, I prefer our YouTube and our YouTube views have jumped significantly. They have. <laughs> um, so please know that's always an option. And I wanna talk about something about YouTube right quick and as we wrap up. Mm-hmm. YouTube has started this new thing where uh, they automatically inject ads every two to three minutes in yeah. videos. Um, I don't think that's affected us yet, Pete. No, you would we're know. Not monetized. Yeah, but if you have noticed an enhance, an increase in commercials or ads on the videos you watch, which I have because that's my comfort streams is yeah. YouTube videos. Um, it's a new thing. It's not us. It is YouTube doing it. It is not the creator themselves. Uh, the creator themselves have to go in and manually delete the uh, triggers for ads, which most creators don't know that. I just found this out myself yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, thankfully, we're not monetized. So you're not going to get that every three minute ads yeah. i'm so angry at them for doing that it's so really angry. annoying actually that's it is grind my gears it yeah especially yeah. like i'm that's my comfort streams and they're just being broken up by ads like every three minutes that's mm -hmm. but anyway so uh, check us out on youtube yeah uh and then the vod is always up on twitch.tv for yeah, slash reviews short space, two short weeks time. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, the the YouTube versions are always basically just re-uploads of the Twitch stream mm -hmm. anyway, so you'll get all the pre and post show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the advantage to watching the vods is you do get the pre and post rambles. Yes. yes. Um, which are always fun. <laughs> Sometimes. But I think that's gonna do it for us, Pete. Where can they find you out there? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Pete Beckett One, which is spelled B E C K E W T, and the number one. I'm not really on there much. The for the last week, uh, probably not gonna be you. on there much over the next week or so because life stuff. Not going into oh, details, yeah. rather not. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I might be on there tweeting about video games and other stuff. Uh, I believe there's going to be a new episode of the Never Watchers coming soon-ish, but can't update when until when until yeah. I know from Kurt until he's back from holiday and moved house. So keep an eye on that. But you can follow that at Never Watchers on most uh, or the Never Watchers on most podcast players. Kylie, yourself, social media, yeah. whatever's, whatever's. Um, if you want to, you can check me out at Kylie Tigreet, K-I-L-Y-T-H-G-R-E-E-T on Twitter. Um, mostly right now, I don't, I'm, I'm very honest, I don't tweet about video games a lot because I talk about them so much here. Um, and I don't like to give the game away. Um, but right now, for anyone that's interested, uh, Northern Ireland is, I'm a business owner and Northern Ireland is going through an intense time with the whole... Uh, NI protocol thing, which is a very like government thing that would mm. seem boring to most people. So, uh, but I am tweeting from the perspective of a business owner. So if you're into that, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm about to open a new business actually probably within the next month and I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, nice. yeah. Um, it, it's I always get excited when I open a new business. I like to see where it goes. Um, yeah. And then 
I think that's going to do it for us. Mm. I'm trying to run through my head right now. Yeah, I think that's everything. So, uh, as usual, we thank you so much for stopping by because you could spend your time anywhere. And the fact that you spend it with us means the world to us. Um, so thank you so much for stopping by and we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK or the podcast specific Twitter at our radio pod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atma. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews. 